What is going on, you guys? John D here. Welcome to Raise Hell, Praise Dale. Today is a very beautiful day. We're going to be talking a little bit about the South Point 400. Uh, you know, they're at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Uh, you know, right after this segment, we're going to have, or right after this intro, we're going to have Victory Lane where we're going to break down some of Joey Logano. Uh, you know, talk about where he come from, how, like, a little bit about his career. And then right after that, we're going to have a segment called Race Day. Uh, and that's when we're going to talk about the current race. Like I said, the South Point. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the pole leader. We're going to talk about some of the cautions. Uh, some of the penalties that's developed after the race a big one in particular uh you know i kind of have conflicted feelings but we'll get back to that uh that is about nascar's decision anyway uh we're gonna talk a little bit about bubba wallace and kyle larson and chris bell how all they how they tied together in the second stage we're gonna talk a little bit about you know Oh, just about everything that happened during the race. But before we get all that, I have got to reiterate, guys. I am so sorry for missing a couple weeks. Uh, I said in the announcement, you know, I'm jumping in full force, and I 100% mean that. I'm doing this because I love to, not for just views. Um, and so if nobody listens, hey, that's cool. I'm going to continue doing this because I enjoy it. And I really do love the sport. Um, but on that note, if you guys are listening, I am so thankful you chose this podcast. Um, I know NASCAR is not a very big hot topic right now in the sports world, but I do believe it's growing and I would love to be part of that growth. I would also like to, uh, you know, just, I'd like to be able to come together as fans I'm going to reiterate this a lot I want to be able to have conversations without getting any people's faces I want us to enjoy the sport together Um, so yeah without further ado let's go on to victory lane we're going to talk about Joey Logano What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to Victory Lane. Um, So today, we're talking about Joey Logano because he won Sunday's race. This is his third win this season. Um, Right now, I think the last time I looked, he's setting first in the playoff points, which is a big deal. Um, He has been locked in for the round of four. Which, for those of you that don't know, is basically the finals. He is definitely going to the finals. Which, it's really good. I'm glad that he's the driver for it. Let's break down Joey Logano a little bit. Talk a little bit about his career. Um, So, Joey's been in NASCAR Cup for 13 years. His debut was in 2009. And there he won the Sprint Cup Rookie 
of the year when he was running the number 20 Home Depot car for Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, I remember watching him. Like I said, this was when I was actually watching NASCAR religiously with my grandmother. And I will be recording that first episode again. I know I keep referring to it. So I'm just going to go ahead and end up recording it. Talking about why I love NASCAR. My story. Um, so, you know, he won the 2009 Rookie of the Year for the NASCAR Cup. But let's jump back a couple years. And in 2007, he won the Bush, the Bush East Series. So he was the champion in 2007 for the Bush Class Cars. And then 2009, he was the Sprint Cup. Well, in 2015, he did something amazing. He was the first driver to sweep the championships. Although he did not win the championships, he was the first driver to like pretty much win all the championship races. Um, so, and I say that, you know, he didn't win the championship that year because his one championship year that he did win was 2018. He won the Monster Energy uh, NASCAR Cup champion, which was a great thing. He's definitely proven himself a champion. My question is, is he going to, uh, is he going to prove that he can do it again this year? Um, sorry guys, give me just a second. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I talked about the 2015 year. That year alone, Joey won six races. That's just the craziest. It included the Daytona 500. Um, <clears throat> he, you know, he swept the round of 12 by winning at Charlotte, Kansas, Talladega in 2015. So 2015 was definitely his year. But he did not win the championship, which kind of makes me sad. Um, which, I mean, 2018, he come back and did it, and I'm hoping, hoping he can do it in 2022. So, that does it for Victory Lane. We're going to jump on over to race day, guys, and I hope you enjoyed this race as much as I did. Hey guys, welcome to race day. Today we're covering the South Point 400. You know, this race had 267 laps there in Las Vegas Motor Speedway. I like this track. You know, I, I think there's a lot of action on it, especially if you watched Sundays. Although it's not my favorite, it's a really good track to watch. It's one of the tracks that I'd really like to visit. Um, as I told you guys in the last episode, I was going to Kansas and I did, which I'll probably post some on Twitter about that trip uh it's been a whole <laughs> ordeal where i've just been not myself but like i said in the announcement and in the intro i'm doing this for me so i'm gonna try to go at it at my best but me and my buddy had my wife and my daughter had a great time it was a really fun experience if you ever have the chance to go to a nascar race i strongly suggest it it's something that i'd always wanted to do since i was little it's a whole lot of fun I will definitely be going back probably there in Texas next season. 
Anyway, back on track to the South Point. Uh, so let's talk about the pole leader. Tyler Reddick, he took the pole with 29.252 seconds, which that's crazy fast. Um, so the first caution comes out, you know, it's pretty normal racing. The first ca- until lap 77, where the first caution come out and Kyle Busch in the M&M's 18 gets loose in the fourth corner. Um, and it, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think this is what, uh, the 18 team got penalized for. So the only thing that I read, which I didn't read when it happened, but I read that they lost a rear tire. So that, and anybody that's been watching this season with the new car knows that they've been losing tires like crazy. Um, you know, start. It, it's gotten better since the season's been gone, been going on, but they have still been losing tires. Uh, but so the t- the wheelmen and the pit crew and the uh, Kurt Busch's crew chief are on a four race suspension plus I want to say a hundred thousand dollar fine. Could be more, could be less. I can't remember. Uh, but if that's not the truth and I'm lying to you guys about when that's when it's happened, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just assuming here. Um, so, you know, that caution comes out on lap 77 stage ends on lap 80 with Bubba Wallace in the lead still under caution. Um, let's fast forward 15 laps before that, or I'm sorry, after that. To the big event that everybody is kind of upset about, including myself, and you're going to hear a little bit of a rant. I'm sorry if you're a Bubba Wallace fan. I mean, you support your guy, I understand, if you're a Bubba Wallace fan through and through. But I think that situation could have been held a little differently. So, let's look at the facts that we know as of right now. On lap 95, Bubba gets used up in the fourth quarter. And that, that's taking a uh, precipice, This cor- that corner is, uh, by Kyle Larson. Uh, he barely taps the wall. Uh, Bubba gets mad. Proceeds to follow Larson down low. Pitt maneuvers Larson's number five car. Um, in turn, damaging a few other cars. One of them being a playoff driver, Christopher Bell, in the 20... I think he was in his ring car. Uh, I can't remember. But, uh... I just... I I would like to know what was going through Bubba's head. I mean, I understand you're upset, but... Getting used up in a corner is something that happens naturally in NASCAR. I don't get where his thought process was of... You know, I'm just gonna mess him up... Not only did it cost Bubba the rest of the race, but it cost three other drivers plus a playoff driver. So, you know, he might have cost Chris Bell the championships. And, uh, you know, that that wreck with him DNFing caused Chris Bell to be 23 points under the the stage of four cutoff. And me being a Chris Bell fan, I'm kind of upset about it. You know, I understand stuff happens on the track. But I think it could have went differently if Bubba would have 
checked his rage because, I mean, let, let's take a look at the past. He's been a pretty rage-filled driver. If he would have checked his rage, I think all of them would have finished. I think Bubba would have gotten a little better. You know, he was racing really good. He won stage one. Um, But Bubba chose to uh, wreck Kyle Larson. And not only that, but got out of his car that he had just demolished. So as a team owner, you know, he he's racing for 23XI. As a team owner... I would be mad because those cars cost a lot of money. And, I mean, 23XI, I'm sure, has the funding because they're obviously a NASCAR. But when somebody just gets mad and throws away hundreds of thousands of dollars, I would, I mean, as a team owner, we would definitely be having a meeting Monday. And you probably wouldn't like it. Um, But I, what I really don't agree with is NASCAR's call so for those of you who don't know Bubba Wallace got suspended for one race that's it let's take a look at Kyle Busch his you know his back wheel fell off not hurting anybody but himself and his crew chief and his wheelmen got suspended for four races and got you know a fine Bubba Wallace for intentionally wrecking an opponent in the green line or while green is only suspended for one race and he's not even in the championships. What is Chris, what is he going to do to make that up to Chris Bell? I mean, I know they're not teammates, but at the same point you ruined the championship for him. So I I mean, I I couldn't just step back and say, "Oh, well, it, it is what it is." As a, you know, as a as a playoff driver, I, I expected Chris to be really upset, which I understand what is upset going to do. That's what caused all this in the first place. But I I don't know. Uh, I think he, I think he should have been ex- definitely uh, – what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, definitely suspended for the remainder of the season. I don't believe one race is enough for Bubba Wallace. I think he should have to pay a fine. And that's not me just as a Chris Bell fan. That's me as, look at it from a safety point of view. Throughout this whole season, we've been hearing, this whole season, we've been hearing about concussions and injuries due to Rex. What would he have done if Kyle Larson's car safety failed and cost Kyle Larson his life? Would he be willing to look at Larson's family, his wife, and say, hey, I'm sorry, I just lost my cool? I mean, how? I get that happens in racing, but he took it upon himself to throw in those odds, and I don't agree with what his thought process was. And I mean, like I said, as a Wallace fan, you can stand by your driver, but there's a time coming. If Chris Bell did that, I would be upset because it was intentional. It's not like he accidentally slammed into Larson. It was very blatantly intentional. Um, I just I don't get what his thought process was because not only did he hurt himself, he hurt three other drivers, um, which would be Larson, Bell, and then right after that whole incident, the caution, you know, Hamlin leads the restart. Caution come back out for Ricky Stenthouse for things that I'm assuming happened during that wreck. 
So, you know, I just don't agree with NASCAR's penalty. I don't know if they're going to put a penalty on for pushing Larson because he physically assaulted him. If Larson wanted to press charges, hey, what is Bubba going to do? I mean, but for intentionally wrecking Larson, I think there should have been a steeper penalty, not just one race. That's a slap on the hand. And I don't know if they're doing it because they're scared that he's going to pull a race card. I don't don't understand, but what's fair is fair. If Chastain did that, which I'm sure they've thought about it, he'd be under a microscope and he definitely would be suspended for the rest of the season. But enough of Bubba. As much as it heats me up, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the stage two winner, which would be Ryan Blaney. Uh, uh, yeah, Ryan Blaney wins stage two. Stage three doesn't really have a lot. We'll boil down to five left in the in the race. Five laps left. Where Chastain and Logano fight for first. You know, Logano goes way low. Like I said, it made me think of Dale Earnhardt. When he hit the dirt, he Logano didn't go that low, but he did go way low and barely squeezed by Chastain. Like I guarantee you, that <laughs> I would be tensed up if I got that close. Which I'm not a NASCAR driver, so. But you know, three to go, he passes Chastain and gets the the win, which puts him in the round of four. A hundred percent. But we still have two races to go before we hit the round of four. I think it's two. It's two or three. And I want to step back. So let's let's talk about a little bit about the round of eight. So here are the players as of right now in the round of eight. So Joey Logano's first. Ross Chastain second. Chase Elliott third. Denny Hamlin fourth. William Bryan fifth. Chase Briscoe, 6th, Ryan Blaney, 7th, and Chris Bell as the 8th. Now, Chris Bell has to jump 23 points, and that's without these guys getting any points to get back and forth. So before this race, before he was cheated out of his win or his placement, even finishing, he was setting in 4th. He was in the round of 4. Now, I'm saying, you know, of course I said I was salty because I am a Chris Bell fan. But all this makes no sense to me. Like, the blatant disregard for safety and other people's... I guess the blatant disregard for safety and the respect for others would be a better way to put it. Of Bubba Wallace's... Like, one race isn't enough. I think all of us as NASCAR fans can agree. Now, I know there's been fist fights in the past. That's going to be it. It's whatever. But I think the blatant disregard for the safety should be the biggest part. Because, like I said, we've had concussions. We've had all kinds of stuff happen with this new car. This is the first year we ran the car. I understand. But for you to take that and just say, oh, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, it's not right. But anyway, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I know I've kind of rambled on. 
and I know that it's been a minute, but I am definitely getting back to doing this podcast. It's something I enjoy doing. Uh, Like I said, I'm going to definitely do my best. I'm going to jump in at full force. As you can see, some things are starting to change. I'm trying to get it, uh, get the podcast on Apple, on Google, places like that. Right now, it's only on Spotify and Anchor, which I know most of y'all guys listen through Spotify. I'm working on expanding that. I'm going to try to set up an email so you guys can email me, and I hopefully we get some actual like fan talk going. Um, I also asked a question on Spotify. I'm not 100% sure how you answer it, but if you can figure it out, awesome. But do you, my question is, do you think Bubba Wallace, Bubba Wallace's penalty was enough? Uh, I just want to hear y'all guys' opinion. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not here to fight my cause. I just want to know what the general consensus is. And judging by the comments and all the posts from like NASCAR, NBC, all that on social media, it's an overwhelming majority. And I'm seeing even some Bubba fans saying it was not enough. He should have went the whole season if he'd come back at all, which is more severe than I thought. I don't think you should get rid of him out of NASCAR Cup. I think you should just this season set him out. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to RHPD. Uh... I hope to hear from you guys soon. I hope this week's race is just as good as this last one's. But you guys have an awesome week and keep on racing.